0: Hello, my name's Adam and coming up on episode three of Be Here Now, we find out what Thornbridge means to Paul, who runs the first Thornbridge pub outside of the UK in the Netherlands. James and I be sampling Thornbridge's first alcohol-free beer, along with hearing more from sales manager George in this month's beer brief. We hear from marketing manager Rebecca. And in the news, we have some exclusive news from this year's Peakender, along with news on this year's craft beer residency. And like each month, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, get in touch with us at, at Thornbridge Pod on Twitter. The A to Z of Thornbridge.
1: It's Rob Glover here from Thornbridge Brewery, and see, it's for centrifuge. Centrifuge have been used for donkey's years in the brewing industry, but generally they were used for reducing uh, yeast count and load prior to either cash racking or processing in some other way. Uh, we used, we only, all we really use to get our beer bright is the centrifuge um, so we run it very fast and um, it takes out all the after it's been stabilised at minus one for a week it takes out all the um, it's so that they all solidify and then it's spun round at very high velocity and they're the, the spun out of the beer and the beer comes out bright uh, the benefit of the centrifuge o- over other processes is the fact that it tends to re- retain a lot more flavour and it's quite interesting, actually, though, with centrifuges, because the, the guys in the states have been doing it for years um, to get their beer bright. For that very reason, that it, it retains more flavour, and they tend to think outside the box a little bit because they're not tied down with sort of brewing history as we are in, um, in as in Britain. And w- what I've seen in in, in, it, in Britain is people have bought centrifuges, but they're not necessarily working for them. And I think. In terms of there's probably the dragging in too much oxygen, or um, it's still, you know, you often see it on Twitter, you see these beers with hops that's come through. Uh, and I just think that there's still, the manufacturers centrifuges are sometimes selling people centrifuges that were used originally to reduce load, but when beers, the hops, are as heavy as they are now the disc stack might not be right, the speed not, might not be right, and um, our centrifuge works, really works for us, and I am a little bit worried about when we go up to a bigger centrifuge that it's not going to perform the same way as our existing one, so we probably will stick with the same model we've got and the same disc stack, because it works for us, and, um, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
2: Follow us on Twitter, at
0: ThornbridgePod. Behind the beer... This month's Behind the Beer, we're here with... Rebecca Wadham. And how are you involved with Thornbridge?
3: I am the marketing manager of Thornbridge.
0: So we're going to ask you some quick-fire questions. So how long have you been at Thornbridge?
3: Just under a year.
0: And um, what's the first Thornbridge beer you tried? Jaipur. What's your favourite Thornbridge beer?
3: Um, sentimental beer would be Jaipur. And favourite at the moment would probably be Green Mountain.
0: And what's your favourite other brewery?
3: Northern Monk.
0: And your favourite non-Thornbridge beer, would that be Northern Monk too?
3: Probably, yeah, Faith.
0: And a Thornbridge beer that's not been produced anymore that you would like to bring back?
3: I'd have to say Huck.
0: Right, some very quick-fire ones here now. Cask or keg? Cask. Can or bottle? Can. Sour or Saison? Sour. Pale or porter. Pale. Cat or dog? Dog. Kylie or Jason? Kylie. Ant or deck.
3: I don't know which is which.
0: Beach or city? Beach. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Early morning or late night? Late night. EastEnders or Corrie? Hollyoaks. <coughs> and finally, pizza or pasta? Pasta. Thank you for your time. We'll go
2: behind the beer
0: to meet another
2: member of the Thornbridge team next month. Check out our previous episodes at beerherenow.co.uk And now it's time for the news. Right then, news time on Beer Here Now. I'm James Adams here as well. We start with some exclusive news about this year's Peak Ender. So um, you're probably aware tickets are now on sale for Peak Ender. They are selling very well. They're selling very fast. Just a hint here. If you uh, want to get one of the spots for a live-in vehicle, then you're going to want to do it very quickly because they're selling very, very well. Uh, but here we go then with the first announcements of breweries that are going to be at peak ender this year so first of all great news such a buzz about this brewery over the ongoing over the last 12 months and now Uh, Northern Monk will be returning but brand new this year Burning Sky will be at peak ender for the first time Uh, Roosters are making a welcome return after a couple of years and Hawkshead are bringing their cask beers this year so uh, there we go a bit of exclusive news about
0: this year's peak ender sounds like that's going to be good yeah, um, some news about um, craft beer residency for this year, um, which will launch us on the thirty first of January and for six weeks. Um, so, anybody who doesn't know about craft beer residency, um, they are doing a home nations um, theme this year, which is kind of back in the rugby. So, there'll be um, a representative from each of the countries: so Brewdog, Thornbridge, uh, Tiny Rebel, and Porterhouse. So, you'll be seeing those in more select pubs. Um, if you go to craftbeeresidency.com, com, you can pop your address in there and find out where the nearest place is um, to to drink some of their beers. So they have actually announced which beers they're going to be having, so to sample a few, um, there'll be AMPM, Satsuma, Lucas, Florida Vice, Green Mountain, Strawberry Lucaria, um, and Hacksaw and Kipling, and bottles of Big Easy if you're
2: not drinking your alcohol. Fair enough, and um, of course AMPM now available in cask uh, again as well, which is a nice development over the last few weeks. Uh, so news about some uh, some beers and about some collaborations. So first of all, here's one to keep your eyes open for. So some of the Thornbridge team have been in Belgium to produce a beer with uh, Brasserie de la Seine. I'm probably pronouncing that completely wrong and I apologise, um, well, but uh, yes, so um, that is um, uh, kind of happening at the moment and we'll know more about that in the kind of next
0: two, three weeks. School Rocker, have you seen that coming about? Not yet. So School Rocker is um, a beer that's been brewed in collaboration with Planet Rock, um, so it's a uh, 4.8% American Pale Ale. Um, so this beer is absolutely packed with a huge, flavorful hops in the West Coast of the USA. Uh, provides a tropical and fruity character. So uh, maybe try on the um, Thornbridge shop for that for an, a new collaboration beer.
2: Sounds yeah. nice. Sounds very nice. Uh, more new beers coming this year. So uh, we talked last time we did this. We talked a lot about the uh, the keg year of beer. Well, the cask year of beer. Uh, has not only been announced; it's actually it's it's out there. It's underway, and the first of those, the Rocky Road Lucario, which I've not had, but I have seen quite a lot of people tweeting about it, which is very annoying and very frustrating. Um, so that's roundabout at the moment. More stuff that's coming through the year, so a little bit later on in April, um, Desert Sessions sounds good Uh, that's a Rye IPA comes in at just under 6% and um, a a very welcome return in May for California Sun which is a West Coast Session IPA I've I've had that before and I can't remember where or when but I seem to think that that's um, a a bill I've had before it was kind of a bit of a one-off,
0: and it was. I've not had really it either. Good. I've seen it, but I've, I'll be looking out for that this year because I missed that in previous years. Uh,
2: in August, Highcliffe which is a uh, Denali hopped pale, and um, we assume this probably got something to do with the team um, at. Greystones. The Greystones which obviously used to be the high cliff, so uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the connection is there I'm sure we'll find out a bit later in the year uh, and then in September Verdi uh, which is a fresh hop pale um, which again I kind of feel like it sounds familiar to me although I can't Really remember very much about it, so that's a good one uh, that's coming up a bit later on in the uh, in the year. So uh, plenty going on there. Just a reminder: if you want to find out more about Peakender or get your tickets booked, then uh, you can do it via the Thornbridge Brewery website or follow the links on the show notes through to the Peakender website. Keep up to date with all the latest Thornbridge news on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Thornbridge Brewery. What Thornbridge means to me.
1: Hi, I'm uh, Paul Lehem, and I'm a Dutch beer enthusiast and owner of the Thornbridge pub in the Netherlands. And uh, this is what Thornbridge means to me. When I first arrived at Thornbridge five years ago, I immediately fell in love with a small, cozy brewery Uh, but still uh, with lots and lots of passion for beers and doing different styles of craft beer, even German style, uh, of course English styles, American style beers, which made me fell in love immediately. Um, So that's why I opened up a pub and called it Thornridge to make it possible to have as much as people taste those kind of passion passion and passionate beers. Want to
2: tell us what Thornbridge means to you? Drop us a line at thornbridgepod or at beerherenow.co.uk Beer Brief Here we are with
3: our sales manager, George Timms, and he's going to be telling us a little bit about Big Easy. So, first things first, Big Easy is 0.5%, low alcohol beer, pretty much as good as alcohol free. Now, why would anyone want to brew a beer with no alcohol in it?
4: Um, So despite alcohol free, or low alcohol being a fairly low kind of buy rate in the market at the moment, it's something that's grown massively and we've seen a real demand fall. Uh, The first time we did it, the social media reaction and general trade reaction was fantastic and it just kind of... It expanded to be a real popular beer for us, and actually, kind of is now sitting the top five products that I sell across the country um, mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Really, uh,
3: excellent. Um, so, I guess that answers the the next question. It's been around for around six months, so it's doing pretty well so far.
4: Yes. So, uh, we work with fantastic distribution uh, companies to kind of get our beer into the greatest places in, like, you know, Scotland, London bristol wherever we can get it really and you know we've managed to get some really great listings in in restaurants and bars but as well as that recently we've got a a national listing of majestic wines so you can pick up a case from there we work with fantastic online retailers just beer hawk on his brew um and it means that you can pretty much grab a bottle of big easy no matter where you are in country either from from your local majestic or online or if you know happen to go into a craft beer bar hopefully they've got one in the fridge
3: Okay, um, so the process for brewing a, a beer is, is a fairly well-known known process, but how about brewing a low-alcohol beer? How how does that work? How is how is Big Easy brewed?
4: Um, so I'm far from a brewer, but uh, as far as a gather, it isn't the easiest thing in the world. Typically, people use a de-alcoholiser for uh, the removal of alcohol from the beer when they're doing a low-alcohol beer. Uh, Rob decided to do things a little bit differently and decided to brew the beer actually bang on 0.5%. Um, so it still gets all the flavour of being a normal beer. So this is, a, you know, we know it's a, a, an American pale ale style. So it's kind of light amber in colour, full of American hops and actually comes in at 0.5%. And we don't have to take anything away from that. It's just exactly how the beer was intended to be brewed.
3: Great. What's, what's the story behind the name, Big Easy?
4: Um, well, as I remember it, it was, uh, we were sat actually at the time. We were also developing our gluten-free product, which was Satsuma, which is a Satsuma session IPA. Um you know, part of the fun, I suppose, is kind of devising the names. Simon Webbs is a lot better at than me. <laughs> uh, but I was sat with I had brewery and we were looking at names for satsuma. And we were looking at origins and different species, I suppose, of satsumas. And one of them was Big Easy. Um, and as opposed to using it for that said beer, we decided that the tagline, kind of being a big-flavoured but very easy-drinking pale ale and having no alcohol in it kind of suited big easy to be the final final winner winning name really
3: sounds pretty perfect um and last but not least obviously it's very timely uh, with dry january uh, I, i'm sure you've seen sales of big easy go well throughout the month and we know you spoke in your blog about the benefits of low alcohol beers all year round so is big easy for the whole year or is it just for january
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, we saw actually a massive increase in sales in the run-up to Christmas as well. I think, obviously, drink driving is something that, you know, is fun to be avoided at all costs. So, having a beer that has all that flavour and you can still feel like you're part of the fun. So, whether you're doing a dinner party or you've got a family party and you're the designated driver... That's always going to be a tick point, you know, pregnancies, health conscious. I mean, it's actually something that you see people talking about having a low or no alcohol beer in the fridge at all times, if they are a beer drinker, because there's a reason behind it, whether it is, you know, medication or whatever it needs to be. This should hopefully be one around all times, I guess.
3: Fantastic. Thank you very much, George.
2: Well, thanks to George for um, telling us all about this month's Beer brief. Um, And I I sound a little confused about all this because I haven't, what you've just heard, I haven't heard as uh, me and Adam now sit to do the taste test because um, I I can see the beer, it's in a glass in front of me, but I'm not allowed to know what it is. That's correct. I've got to guess.
0: Well, you've got some kind of uh, initial sensory... uh... Well,
2: I mean, from the colour, it's obviously not a stout. (laughs) Um, It's kind of a golden, a sort of an orangey, citrusy kind of colour. So it's not going to be something like Green Mountain. And um, it looks... It could be any one of a number of pale ales or... How like smell? Have you anything from the... Uh... Um, yeah, very...
0: Okay, quite on. citrusy, fruity kind of thing going on. I quite a fresh hop smell from yeah. it, actually. Yeah.
2: Okay, I'm allowed to taste it now. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, it's actually... Oh, it's a bit hoppier than I thought it was going to be. All right. Well, my... Th- I'm not silly, right? So my theory was, <laughs> if you're making me taste this without telling me what it is first, then it means there's there's an agenda going on. So um, I was thinking, right, it's got to be something. So basically, I think I, th- I think it's Satsuma, uh, because obviously it's gluten- gluten-free. So you would think gluten-free it's not going to taste as good, uh, whereas actually it does really carry across its kind of fruitiness. And... Yeah, I
0: can see why you would see that from the colour and the smell and probably a bit of the taste as well. It's not, it's not. It's incorrect. It's not. SASUMA. It's not. SASUMA. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh,
2: all right. Um. Well, is it? Um. Okay. So I'm wondering if it actually is. It's quite hoppy. So my thought is, A M P M, which would make sense because of the facts we mentioned before. That's just come out in cask
0: again,
4: so it would be
2: timely to be doing that.
0: Incorrect again, similar strength though to the um, the Satsuma, so you may be looking a little bit weaker than that.
2: Oh, I know what it is, it's um, (laughs) it's Big Easy, isn't it? It's Big Easy. Wow, I've not had this before, that's an incredibly good alcohol free beer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had plenty of alcohol-free beers and really low-alcohol beers, and they all seem to have a quite um, a certain tinge, a certain taste to it, which kind of tastes slightly chemically. Um, but this just tastes like a proper beer to me, genuine. Absolutely. It like a it beer. And I've not had I've, I have had this before, and I've not had it since it initially launched. It's been a good few months since I tried it. I was impressed at the time, and I wish I'd bought some of these for January to be honest, and give myself a bit of time off the uh, the actual alcohol.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, I, actually now now I know what it is when I taste it, I kind of think it, it doesn't have that kind of that bite that, that you kind of get from the alcohol, but it's still incredibly hoppy. Yeah, it is really hoppy. It, it's a lovely it bite. Really it really does taste like beer. It's actually just quite, it's quite gentle, it's quite light, it's quite drinkable. Mm. It's really good. It's the first time I've had it as well. I'm amazed at how beer-like it tastes. I yeah. think I think most people would struggle to know that that's not just a normal beer.
0: No, no, I think yeah. If you like I said, if you just gave that to someone and said it was beer, I think you you wouldn't. Yeah, you'd never question that. I I, I really like the fact that um,
2: there are plenty of breweries that are kind of taking um, non-alcoholic or low-alcohol beer seriously now. Uh, but but great to have kind of Thornbridge doing this as well and producing something that time, effort, thought has gone into to make and, it an yeah. enjoyable you know, I, I remember when the only alcohol free beer out there was caliber.
0: Caliber, terrible beer.
2: Which was it was just taste of sugar. It was just mm. it were it was horrendous. Mm. Um you know if you you can go in a pub now if you're
0: yeah. designated a driver
2: and drink this. Yeah, it's just a nice drink. Uh,
0: Excellent. Yeah. I, I Think about it. I did actually, have a non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic beer last week, which was just a Bex Blue, which was just, a, just in the fridge. It was a day off. It was been been in my cupboard for months, and probably the Christmas period when family come and visit and have to drive. But this is a million miles away from something like that. You yes. can definitely taste the kind of the process that they must go through to strip out the alcohol. Um, it just really gives it a tint, like a a tinted flavour to it. But this is absolutely beautiful, really refreshing, really light. Drink it anytime, any time of the day.
2: Yeah, absolutely. For breakfast. Have, yeah, have have <laughs> one of these with your lunch at your desk in your office, can't you? It, yeah, not point wherever five. You drink one in the car <laughs> Brilliant, well Well done, Thornbridge. Yeah, well done. Feeling thirsty? Order beer online right now at Thornbridgebrewery.co.uk.